we were taught about ATP. There's a thing called the Krebs energy cycle. And creatine directly contributes to your ATP stores in your body. So, again, anything that can increase our adenosine triphosphate, that's the ATP, that's the universal energy molecule, anything that can up your ATP levels is just going to give you more available fuel like why does some like you don't limit out on your reps only because of lactic acid you've limited out also because your atp has all been used up and downgraded into adp adenosine diphosphate hey everybody welcome to it's just bodybuilding the producer scott mcnally myself big ron partlow no dusty handshot today he is uh taking care of some personal business he's not with us but uh, we look forward to having him back next week. So remember, like, share, subscribe, comment, and ring the bell. There you go, <laughs> Scott, with the bell ring. And remember our codes, uh, com. There's Dusty20. Don't use that, though. Not today. No, and then no, BigRon20. That's the code for you. BigRon20 for 20% off at imutant.com. And, of course, the Think Big Bodybuilding Patreon. For yes. the price of a cup of coffee, you can help. <laughs> think big, bodybuilding. Yeah, thank you. Uh, we're everybody. actually gonna bring. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're gonna bring a guest on today. We got Jim McMahon, who's actually the CEO of Mutant. He's been in the supplement industry for like forty years and uh, has kind of seen it all, done it all. So we're gonna bring Jim on. I'm you got him for queued this. up, right? Yeah, we're going to basically yeah. start out with a little background, and then we're going to dive into like a bunch of supplement talk. So I've been waiting to do this one. I'm excited, man. Should we do this now? We get this yeah. going? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead and bring on Jim. All right. Um, first, I just want to give a little background to everybody that uh, you know you started uh, making supplements back in the 80s, didn't you? Tell us about that. Okay, I'm really going to date myself now. Um, yeah, I want talking, years. I want dates, years. I want everything. Okay, we're talking Dan Duchesne time, man. We're, we're talking at the hey, yeah, yeah. Myoplex and, e, Myoplex and EIS weren't even born yet. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and the, Costello, the Costello brothers, uh, who, who, those are the, the brothers that own Optimum Nutrition. Um, you know, they were, they were just kind of starting out as well. And it was the wild, wild west. I mean, there was Joe, Joe Weeder protein was, um, mostly a soy protein back in the day. Or if you're, or if you're lucky enough to find an egg white protein, the, your blender was screwed because the stuff <laughs> would stick to this side of the it blender. It was like flour. I don't think people realize oh. today how good we have it with the qualities of protein powders and all the flavors. Because back then we had protein powder that mixed like flour. It basically tasted like flour, and we were happy to have it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. We we in in East Vancouver where I was, and this is like 84, 85, and I've talked about it before. Uh, guys like Franco Cavallari, and they know the area, Western Gym was a dungeon. Uh, we were downstairs, I mean, pure dungeon. It smelled like a dungeon. It was <laughs> vile sometimes. But you want to talk about good vibe, you'd walk in, there'd be a, du a dude in there repping six plates aside on deadlifts. And you go, that, that, that was my introduction in, into the weightlifting. But on the supplement side, the first things we, we were building were the proteins, but the the game was all weeder back in the day. Good Life Mega Pack had just come out, and everybody had to have that, and uh, the Anabolic Mega Pack had come out. 
designer protein, like whey protein didn't exist yet. It didn't no. exist. Ultimate no. Orange hadn't even come and gone yet. Metabolol oh, wow. was another one that it hadn't even come and gone yet. So that's that's how old I am, <laughs> how far I've been doing this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember when I started training, there was weight gainers. And then there was like, I caught, I started training in 1990. I was catching the tail end of the milk and egg proteins. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm not sure what year whey actually came out. Do you remember, Jim? Because I, I remember, I think I saw whey get introduced, like right as I started training. Would have been early 90s, right? Yeah. Don't quote me on the exact year, but I think it would have been 93. 92, 93, and so designer right. protein was the big brand coming out of California. Um, you had a former Olympic, uh, uh, I think he was in the decathlon. I can't even remember. I, I don't remember all the details anymore these days, but it was some athletes that, that before they got involved with Dan Duchesne and whatnot, and then things really started to come together real fast. Muscle Tech it had just come out in the mid-90s. And then Bill Phillips started what became later to be known as EAS. Um, you know, some other scientists owned it. Anthony Almada actually started EAS, but uh, Bill came along in, I can't remember which year, probably 96, 97, and gave Anthony a check for 900 and some odd thousand dollars. And, and then the marketing of the industry just took off right, right there. So, yeah, we were, we were right in the thick of it, but hmm. up here in Canada. Yeah, I, I want to yeah. jump in. I want to jump cool. in because I because we were kind of all we're leading to something here. The main thing we really wanted to ask is is what the most important supplements you think are for bodybuilding today. And it's important people recognize you like like we're talking here. You've literally been around this sport for a long time. Your life has literally been supplements for a long time you've seen things come and go i mean i haven't been i haven't been around nearly as long as you have jim but i've seen trends and i've seen things that are like super hot and i've seen them disappear you know and yeah. and i with with the just the the insight you have of having done this for so long if you were to pick like the top supplements the things that we should have in bodybuilding uh where do we start with that well, my answer is not sexy, and I don't give a flying you-know-what if anybody doesn't like the answer, but, uh, you know, you guys have been right the whole time. I've been right since I was 14. Our dear departed friend, Rich Piano, was right as well. Guys, show up, show up to the gym is number one, and then eat is number two. Of course, and yeah. For, <laughs> for, 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 for supplements, is you fill the gaps. Bottom line, like, if, you know, if, go with proteins and gainers. You can't go wrong there. Hmm. I mean, show show me somebody who doesn't have a, a nutritional gap, and I don't think that exists. I, I think even the, some of the best meal prep has gaps. Uh, when I was working with some of the Vancouver Canucks during the Stanley Cup playoff runs, you know, back in the day, bodybuilding and hockey and football, you know, they're separate sports, but they all are rooted in working your ass off and then recovering so your body's ready for the next session. Hmm. And so the, rec the recovery portion is the part that I think a lot of people miss out on your feeding, but there's ways to hyper accelerate recovery. Well, if you can hyper accelerate recovery, aren't you better prepared for your next session in the gym? What if that means the difference between finally getting that 11th rep that you've been working your ass off for, for four weeks? 
Hmm. Because we all talk about discipline and progress and sticking with the plan, whereas, you know, Sean likes to say, you know, no plan B. So, yes, yes, we go, you got to stay disciplined. And so fire on all cylinders to get the hyper recovery. And that's assuming your your macros are already in. So that's the the hierarchy of supplements to me. I kind of laugh at our industry. Uh, sometimes uh, I'm ashamed of parts of the industry because uh, if you if you need a pre workout to to get your ass to the gym, I mean, there's something wrong with your, your hmm. dedication to what, you, what you're trying to do. Like if you're true, if you're really wanting to put an inch on your biceps, like if you really want to do it, you can do it. So I challenge people that say, "Oh, they want to do this and they want to do that." And I go, "Really? Do you want like?" You guys know me. If I really wanted to drop another two inches off my waist, I would do it. I frankly don't really want to drop another. It's not. It's not a you high enjoy, priority in my world beer. right now. I I like beer. There you go. So so yeah, really, what but, you're saying is that that everybody's different because everyone's going to have different gaps, and it's it's really about understanding totally. what you need. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like like. On a current topic, like right now, when I talk with a lot of retailers around the world, um, depending on where you go, here's a hot button topic in some areas. Is it BCAs or is it EAAs? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that presumes that you're even needing or wanting one of those two things anyways. And hmm. so the only people who should even be looking at EAAs or BCAs are those that A, already have their macros already topped up. Like you've already got your five, six, seven smaller meals a day already figured out because BCAs are different than EAAs. EAAs are more for the recovery part of, of, of a workout. And BCAs are often mistakenly thought of as only, you know, being marketed or thought of as anabolic. And I'm going, Actually, they're an anti-catabolic more than what they than anything else. Like if you put in somebody in a calorie restricted state and carbohydrate restricted state, how much muscle damage do you want to have occur during the workout? And so BCAs can attenuate the damage. Hmm. That's really their their thing is. And yet, um, I don't mean to sound negative towards everybody of a certain age group or everybody who's a TikTok expert, but I go, come on, uh, there's all, there's all these zillennials on TikToks. You know, some of them are crapping all over BCAs. I go, whoa, whoa, hold on here. In the right context, BCAs are great. And, but you know, if you're like the, the guy in pumping iron in the, in the back of Louis workout, who's got the five pound dumbbell curls and, and that's your workout. <laughs> I remember that guy. You're darn right. BCAs aren't for you because you're not working out hard enough, dumbass. Okay. So there you go. Yeah, in the right context, the right supplement works, and not all supplements are for everybody. So a lot of people don't need BCAs. A lot of people don't need a pre-workout. Okay. So then, where would where would EAAs come in? Because I've used them intra. That's that's where I'd I'd yeah. use them with like a highly brain cyclic dextrin, and I'd take them intra. Yeah. And then I now I don't know enough to say you know this is the reality of it. But the way I've heard it is that EAAs contain the BCAAs plus all of the other aminos that it would take to build muscle. No, no question. And, okay. and obviously, you know, uh, John Meadows' disciple. If you're doing EAAs and the cluster. Yeah, and and we like and we like that. In fact, I actually I have a jar. I think Ron, you might have given me the jar. I think I actually have a jar of old, of the old intra. Uh, was it intra MD? 
I can't remember. Yeah, the, the original one of the original jars of Intra MD that John sent me. Oh no, You've kidding! Got it. Yeah. yeah, I literally. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I've got one of those here yeah, too. Yeah, yeah no. he has it still. Yeah, no kidding. That's yeah. yeah. I think when, we have like I, two of the remaining yeah. jugs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean the. Splitting hairs on EAs and BCAs is a fun subject for a lot of people. I try not to get too far into the weeds because okay. we we lose we lose our purpose. I go the purpose is work your ass off and hmm. then rebuild. Okay, so it doesn't matter as much which one of the two you choose. And yes, there's no doubt that if you over index on leucine, which is the primary BCAA, and so let's say. You're just loading the gut with just the three BCAAs. Yeah, you, you'll reach a rate and you'll limit out on the benefit of the BCAAs. And hmm. part of the reasoning is because you don't have the other six okay. remaining EAAs there. And so, you know, the better stack for recovery would, in theory, be the BCA, uh, sorry, the EAAs then, because you're not worrying about limiting it out on the leucine. Like the leucine can cause all this anabolic response, but if the EAAs, the rest of the EAAs aren't there to come up and get absorbed, well, what well, good was triggering the anabolic response anyways? Hmm. There's no material there's not enough material there to go do the rebuilding itself. Yeah. Uh, and an- and another part that I is this is the geek in me that comes out and I'm not, I haven't really heard anybody talk about it. Maybe you know, maybe Derek and I can talk about it one day. Who knows? Um, no, there's there's a lot of science out there that people haven't even talked about about EAs. And there's you could break it EAs into two different camps. There's there's regular EAs and then there's leucine loaded EAs. And there's actual data showing that uh, the higher load of uh, the leucine and, and the three BCAs actually has. A, about, I think it was about a 30% bigger response than, say, an average EAA blend. And so these are the little geek points that you know, we geek out a little bit on the science side here. Because, huh. again, if you look at our mutant EAAs, we call it gear. Um, and, Get on uh, gear. Yeah, EAA. <laughs> we spell gear funny because, you know, we're at mutant. Oh, yeah. We like to have a sense of humor in this life. Don't forget. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but ours yeah. is leucine loaded. It's about forty percent leucine, and okay. so that that gives you about a, a roughly about a thirty percent better response than say a twenty percent uh, leucine loaded EAA. And so again, you, you can get right into the weeds of these things. But I'm just a fan. As long as somebody's got all their macros topped up, then please, for the love of Lord, add EAAs or BCAs into your program. Yeah. Because why? We're, we're talking about hyper accelerating recovery. Well, frick, isn't that the name of the game? Yeah. Yes, it is. Because even if you take anabolics and everything, what are you really doing? You're accelerating recovery. You're overcompensating for what else you're not already getting. Nothing wrong with that. So I got a question that related to this. That, that, and this is a perfect one because we have somebody that would know. Um, so EAAs, BCAAs, if you go into certain gym locker rooms across America, you'll find somebody that tells you these things are made from the, the hair of Chinese prisoners that, you know, that's where BCA you've, I'm sure you've heard, you know, you've heard that stuff. <laughs> what, what, what do they make this stuff from? Or is it truly the hair of Chinese prisoners? You're on the spot, Jim. <laughs> yes. Well, the, the, the last time I, I was in China, I, I personally went, no, I'm kidding. Uh, I have been to China a couple of times. Okay. Um, no, the, the truth of the matter is bird feathers 
Is and, that really? Yeah, some human. Yeah, there's there's two major different ways of making amino acids. Okay. And so you can uh, synthesize them through fermentation, or you can hydrolyze them, like find a protein and then break it down into its individual components. Well bird feathers and human hair that you can be used. So that's why you'll see on a lot of uh, products, and you'll see from us, for example, it's all, everything we buy stands to be fermented. So it li- that is a thing. It literally can, you can get BCAs from, and are there companies out there that do that? Well, I don't, let me put it this way. Uh, we're also a contract manufacturer, don't forget. And okay. So we got two hundred. We got two hundred thousand square feet here of manufacturing. We get people asking us quite often to build their products for them. Yeah. And and the unfortunate fact is, there's a lot of supplement brands that don't give a crap. Mm. I'll say it as blunt as that. And you see it because I've quoted, for example, I won't name the brands. Obviously, I, I wouldn't. Of course. Nice. But I, but I've quoted products for other brands, and I've been told. You're just too expensive, huh. and I go well as com- as compared to what? Like I'm not I'm not trying to be a greedy profiteer. You guys have seen what I drive. I drive my Dodge pickup, and I don't need a better car than a Dodge pickup. Thank you very much, everybody, and all you Ford and Chevy and Tundra lovers. I'm sorry, Dusty and your Tundra. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but, but my point is is that yeah, the unfortunate fact is there's too many brands out there still doing things based on the cost of the product and the hydrolyzed uh, bird feather. It's more bird feather than it is human hair, by the way. Um, I'm pretty sure. So it's like uh, the, the lower cost usually wins the contract. And so we, we don't try to go win private label contracts because yeah. we, just don't inven- we just don't inventory that stuff. Yeah, yeah, we that just, makes sense. We just right. don't. Yeah, see, and it's also... Yeah. I was just going to say, say well, it, go ahead. Uh, you know, and just to prove the point, again, part of what Mutant does quite well is because we're, we've been fortunate to work our ass off, be successful, open some doors. Mutant Mass since 2005 did a lot of good things for us. But because the products cross so many borders, like we've mm. been inspected by, by so many different countries, and, and you know, I can't ship like, uh, like collagen comes from you know, bovine sources. So the bovine collagen is, you know, comes from hydrolyzed, you know, beef gelatin. And because it's an animal source product, I can't ship it, uh, you know, uh, across certain borders. You just can't. Oh, okay. You need special, you need special permits, for example, between Canada and the U.S., you need a special permit to ship uh, the bovine collagen or even the egg protein. Hmm. Because both things are considered flesh-based uh, if you will, whereas whey protein is not flesh-based, so whey protein being a dairy ingredient, you ship it around the world. But going back to the BCAs and everything, anything that if it was animal derived, yeah, well then we're not we're not able to ship either. Interesting. Yeah. No, I I yeah. asked that question like kind of jokingly, but I knew that you would have the answer, and and I and I guess just like from my perspective. I'm just a guy who goes to the gym and a guy who buys this stuff. And it's cool to have an opportunity to ask somebody who genuinely knows what the answer is. You know what I mean, Ron? Yeah. It's one of the things about, uh, like, you know, I worked in the office there for, for five years and, um, you know, I, I got to see all the other 
angles. You know, I was in the marketing department, but I, I traveled with the sales guys and I got, I sat in on, on a bunch of the meetings, but you know, Jim sat in on marketing meetings with us and the sales guys and we all talked and I just, there's so much complexity to, um, a company that ships to over a hundred countries, right? How many countries is mutant in Jim? hundred plus. Uh, I, I, st- I, I just say about a hundred cause God only knows what the real number is anymore. Yeah. So once you start like shipping to a hundred countries, like there's so much going on. Like there's, yeah. you know, you have like multiple different labels for every product and you gotta have all this stuff. It's like, it's, it's, it's really a huge endeavor. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's one thing it's to, you know, make royal... it. Yeah. <laughs> royal pain in the ass. Pain in the ass. <laughs> royal pain in the ass. Sometimes. How, how long yeah. ago did, now I remember when, uh, Jack 3D first came out, and I feel like, or jacked, which, however anybody wants to call it, that was like the pre-workout that I think changed the industry. And I know there was stuff before that, like Super Pump and stuff like that, but it was like around that period of time, pre-workouts just got so popular, and it has not stopped. Uh, how how much of the business is pre-workouts? The pre-workout category, uh, if I could just interrupt your question and go back even further because even before super pump go back to there were no pre-workout powders and you guys may remember ultimate orange and that was probably the first time we all saw yeah pre-workout powder and I go what is this well, you use this as a pre- what's a pre-workout like a you know back then it was like give me some caffeine and ephedrine and some aspirin that's my pre-workout yeah 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 <laughs> So Ultimate Orange was like the first one to use the ephedrine, and then uh, and then we we're off to the races like BSN, Nano Explode, and of course Rich uh, had come out with uh, Super Pump 250, and I remember talking with Rich. Uh, I won't divulge numbers, but man, he was, he was selling a lot of Super Pump, I'll tell you. And it's then funny, yeah, yeah. The, DMAA, <laughs> the DMAA ingredient came out, and that changed the game in one MR and jacked, yeah, and that really changed the game and I, and I wanted to touch on that because it changed the game where now i don't That's see the this one as much methyl, right yeah yeah and, and what it became is the pre-workouts became the conversation piece for a lot of uh people going into the gyms and i and mm. I, I don't see i don't see it in ron's gym in a good way i mean like you know the, the, you go to ron's gym we all know it's a serious workout you're there to, to not f around and, you know, I'm a little older. The joints are a little sore. So the only time I get to look like a big, strong guy is I go in some other gyms that uh, Ron, Ron might not, not go into. <laughs> Anyways, and I'll, and I'll hear the, you know, the 20-year-old guys, and, and I just listen to the conversations. And it's like a cult of conversation on pre-workouts. Yeah. I'm just sitting there shaking my, shaking my head. I go, you actually have time to even talk in between sets? I'm still catching my breath for 15 <laughs> seconds after doing triceps for crying out loud. Um, so the whole cult of pre-workout, to get around to your question, like what's the percent of sales and stuff like that, for other brands, they really focus on pre-workouts. Okay. And at Mutant... We don't. Okay. We have them. Yeah. We're happy. I'm a I, big fan of all in. By the way, that's a that's a great one. But that's my that's my it's, opinion. It's a great formula. It's a little science yeah. bit. Yeah. It's not. We, we again. 
I know I sound like a I sound like a walking billboard, and I'm not going to apologize because this is my life. I've been doing this. Well, this will be my 40th year in, in the gym industry, in the bodybuilding industry, and in the supplement industry the next year. And so I do care about what goes in our bodies. And I'm I'm not a Puritan. I'm not a prude, as we all know. Um, but if you're going to buy a BCA, if you're going to buy a whey protein, you make sure you're not like crap. We found a brand up here. Uh, I won't name them either, but fuck, they were selling a gainer in a jar, and on the label said whey protein. And I go, so your jar said, oh, you're about 70% protein, you know, 30 gram serve, and it said, like, say, 21 gram of protein. We send it to the lab, and there you go, the damn thing came out at like 20% protein. No kidding. 20. Wow. Yeah, so in a thirty gram yeah. thirty gram scoop you're getting six grams of protein, yet the label said twenty one. And I go, That still happens in this industry. And it just it's painful to see that. Hmm. And again, so I'm I'm not the police. I'm 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 not out here to, to to change the world or anything like that. I just go, fuck, this is what we stand for. Here's our flag in the ground. And if you don't like what we do, uh, Go buy something else then for all we care. So we're not here to to go and try to make the latest, greatest pre-workout. Yeah. And there's I'll let I'll let all these other brands blow their brains out doing it. So we'll be proud of what we do. Like our original madness. Hey, it's a low dose, high caffeine product, uh, affordable for everybody. We hmm. we made probably one of the best affordable products in just the original mutant madness. And we don't apologize for that at all. You give somebody a gram and a half of beta alanine, you're going to feel that. You give somebody a couple of grams of citrulline, you're going to feel that. You give them 300 milligrams of caffeine, you're going to feel that too. How much do you need? Okay, if you want a full dose pre-workout because you're really trying to tear down the muscle fibers even more, part of the magic that we think about madness all in, the full dose one, other than the citrulline and other than the beta alanine and other than the caffeine, we did throw in six grams of BCAs. And again, I got tons of emails from people going, well, why did you put BCAs in a pre-workout? And I'm going, well, you obviously don't understand what BCAs are there to do. Like, hmm. I'm sorry. Does, does, did everybody forget what one of the most popular BCA products is called? It's called Extend. Hmm. Well, why do you think Mark named the product Extend? Because BCAs help extend your set. Like Tom Platts, you can always get five more reps. Well, yeah. <laughs> if you have BCAs in, in, in the blood, if you have BCAs in the blood during the workout, you actually stand a better chance of getting those five more reps then because you've actually got energy substrates. Don't forget, the body is tearing down muscle tissue to get at leucine during the workout if, if you don't have things topped up. So to prevent the degradation, why wouldn't you put BCAs? In your workout mix, right. whether it's pre or in, intra, it doesn't matter. I go, we're, yeah. you know, we're over, we're overthinking it at that point. But that's why we made a pre-workout and Mutant Madness all in. I, I put it up there as one of the top ten pre-workouts for that it actually works and what it does. But it's never going to be a top ten seller on the planet. We didn't design it for the planet. We designed it for Mutant Nation, for people who give a crap about actually lifting heavy and trying to get those extra reps and you can't get extra reps all the time just by being wired on crack like yeah. if you want all the crack <laughs> you know the crack is whack the crack based pre-workouts and uh, you know all these all these other stems they go really i'm sorry 
I think we know a couple of Olympia champions. And if you go look at who's winning actual bodybuilding championships, and you know, uh, even go look at Hanny and, and and his group that are winning the championships. I don't think any of these athletes are wired on crack-based pre-workouts when they're in the gym. So why the heck do 22-year-old guys and gals think they got to be, you know, all zipped up to, to get an efficient workout in? It doesn't yeah. work that way. Dusty hates Dusty hates the full load of caffeine. He's always half half a dose because he just doesn't like all I, the caffeine. I, I, I've told the story before. I remember taking two 25-milligram dimetadrines, like so 50 megs of ephedrine, with a giant cup of coffee and then going to the gym to do legs. I remember doing that back in the early 90s because we didn't realize how powerful ephedrine was. We didn't really know. We just thought, I'll take two for leg day. They're small. And I would would be sweating, like dripping off my chin and shaking by the time I got to the gym. Oh, God. And then I would be so clobbered. Like, I'd have crazy workouts, but I would be so messed up after. Like, you know, crash, like such a nervous system hit. And, um, you know, I think back to what we did and I think, you know, with all the, like, you know, Jim mentioned all the stuff that hit the market there for a while, the one, three dimethyls and everything. That was the second wave of that whole craziness, you know, you know, and now now it's caffeine content. Yeah. Yeah. And I I don't think anybody actually got stronger on one, three dimeth or ephedrine. We got more reps in. We got more sets in. There's no, you know, no question about that. Yeah. But more did sets. any of us actually? <laughs> well, a lot more sets. I got to do more. I got to do more. Um, but I don't think. Yeah. Any did of it actually translate actually... to like a benefit? Right. Right. Well, that's the thing. The, I don't. I don't remember Tom Platts ever talking about ephedrine. Right. You know, just maybe saying. they were just doing. You know, maybe they were just doing speed oh, yeah. back in those days. I don't know. Like the baseball players. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I remember uh, Tom did, did did the Pop-Tart thing uh, in the magazine one time, and I said that was my validation for having Pop-Tarts as my pre-workout. That was why I ate so many Pop-Tarts when I started training, was I read that Tom Platt's in the magazine said, oh, kidding. Pop-Tarts are the perfect perfect oh, food real. around a workout. It's amazing. Perfect, perfect it- post-workout. So I would have two Pop-Tarts after every workout for like years. This is a great segue to bring Dusty back into the conversation because isn't he the yeah, pop yeah, yeah, therapist? Yeah. <laughs> he was. In fact, that's what it says on my phone when he calls. It says pop tart. Yeah, pop does it really? Therapist. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to take no, Dusty sure. serious when that comes up. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I wanted to ask you. Uh, you know, we got a few minutes left with you, Jim. Is there anything else, Big Scott, that you wanted well, to do? Do you, is there any? There's one other supplement I wanted to ask about, and it's okay, one I've okay. come full circle on, and that's creatine. <sighs> now, back in the yes. day, you know, creatine. When it, I remember when it first came out, and everybody was so hot on creatine. Then I started using gear. I don't, it, there was a period of time, I don't know what was doing it, if it was the D-ball, if it was the creatine, but at some point or another, I was like, yeah, I don't need creatine anymore, and I gave up on it. Then I started seeing some research recently that it's beneficial for the aging brain and for cognitive function. And I thought to myself, yeah. at the price of creatine monohydrate, I'm stupid for not just adding this back in. And wouldn't you know, 
I am seeing, because I'm not all geared up anymore, now I'm seeing better results in the gym. I'm seeing better pumps, better fullness. Uh, my like I'm seeing the benefits. All the stuff we used to talk about in the early 90s, I have a better appreciation for it. And for the price of creatine, it's like, I'm really glad that I started it up. So uh, kind of selfishly, and maybe to, to get yeah. some of the other older guys thinking about creatine again, can you talk a little bit about it? Sure. Uh, and... And let's not dismiss for, for you know our younger versions of ourselves. So the, for the twenty-year-olds and twenty-five-year-olds still out there, I mean, part of the game is is just having more power. And if any of us can remember biology in high school, we we were taught about ATP. There's a thing called the Krebs energy cycle, and creatine directly contributes to your ATP stores in your body. So again, anything that can increase our adenosine triphosphate, that's the ATP, that's the universal energy molecule. Anything that can up your ATP levels is just going to give you more available fuel. Like why does some, like you don't limit out on your reps only because of lactic acid. You've limited out also because your ATP has all been used up and downgraded into ADP, adenosine diphosphate. And so creatine helps recycle also the ADP back to ATP. All right. So there's enough geek time right there. So that's why young people, regardless if you're on gear or not, gear, gear ain't giving you ATP, my friends. Mm. So you may as well want to top up your ATP anyways. Hmm. Uh, there's there's direct ATP you can get. There's a great ingredient called peak ATP as well. Um, and so ATP, universal energy molecule, our bodies run on something called the Krebs energy cycle, and that's all ATP. And that's what creatine affects is your ATP levels and how fast you can regenerate ATP. All right. So for those of us who are over 39... Um, the uh, the brain power, uh, like a lot of studies were done at University of Toronto, for example. Uh, I'm friends with uh, probably one of the top creatine researchers on the planet, Dr. Ralph Jager from uh, from Allschem in Germany. Hmm. So they're the people behind uh, Creapure, and so Ralph, you'll hear him on some other podcasts as well. And we've been talking about uh, like Lou Gehrig's disease and mus- you know the muscular uh, degeneration the, the loss of the mind muscle connection creatine affects all of these areas and so it's nice to see people talking about these things that were studied over 15 years ago 10 years ago and so I don't think if, if we were to talk about the ingredient from the tangent of of mitigating age-related you know deterioration uh, that's why you're looking at things like uh, NAD or N- NMN, mm. um, and you're looking at uh, you know uh, more ingredients that can help uh, add methyl donors to the body. Like so, when you're looking at yeah, your B12, for example, again we we choose to use methyl cobalamin because it's a methyl donor to the body, as opposed to cyanocobalamin, which is the cheaper, less active form of B12. Yeah. So, cre- so creatine, methyl donors, NAD or NMN, all of those things are really good for, you know, trying to deal with the aging process. Because, again, a lot of the aging process, uh, whether it's a mental deterioration or just the body breaking down or the combination thereof, a lot of that is your body can only replicate certain um, – I'm going to get this wrong. So I'm not a doctor. 
But if I say DNA strands, hopefully I get the message across. At least. Okay. It's good enough for and, Ron and I. It's good. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You couldn't take it any deeper for Making, us. Yeah. It starts making bad photocopies of bad photocopies. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But our bodies can only repair themselves so many times, and that's built into our aging process. And so for whatever reason, and I don't understand how it works, and I'm not here to figure it out. I just enjoy the benefit. That every day I have my creatine, I feel better. And yeah, like, like, like you said, Scott, you don't know you know how to describe it or what's doing what but frankly we don't give a darn what yeah. we want to care about is i want to feel good i want to feel better i want to feel more strong i want to feel more alive and creatine is so dirt cheap even when the price i mean it's still high compared to where it was two years ago but even at its highest say this time last year it was still dirt cheap on a day and you're still only spending like 20 cents a day to get creatine. Oh right, my God! Right. Why? Why? Why wouldn't you use it? Yep, that's the way. Yeah. That's exactly but, what I'm doing now. Yeah, I keep going back to the fact there's like over 900 university studies that show a benefit in, you know, muscular output. So it just like you know, once something gets so overwhelming like that, you just like yeah, everyone yeah. who's trying to be you know everyone who's trying to train for any sort of muscle reason you know strength size etc. It just makes so much sense to be on creatine. Yeah, yeah, and again, there's, you have some people who get into the argument. You know, is it uh, you know as good as you know gear, uh, and we're like, no, nobody ever said that. Like, we're not trying to sell it that <laughs> well, that. It's no, separate from gear. Take- it's not one or the other. It's it's both. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, who cares? Just take creatine, no matter what you're doing. Yeah, you can't. You yeah, can't go on. It's like it's like vitamins. Wait, you don't just because you're on the gear, you stop taking your vitamins? Really? <laughs> okay. I, that was the last thing I had to ask, though, Ron. I wanted to hear some thoughts on creatine. Yeah, no. Well, okay, I- that's one of the supplements that we rammed down everybody's throat on this show is creatine. You know. So yeah, and, yeah. I'm glad. And we, and I'm glad that Jim agrees. We agree, and I'll, I'll plug one more thing. Then is that we've got options and ingredients. Like again, being a manufacturer, we can buy any ingredient we want, and um, the creatine monohydrate is still, in my opinion, the king of kings mm. when it comes. To, and there's nothing against other creatines. I, I just I'm not a fan of when other creatine sources try to tear down creatine monohydrate and i go well no no hold on you have creatine hcl is just more soluble okay mm. great nothing wrong nothing wrong with that uh you know the branded buffered uh, creatine creocline they've taken creatine monohydrate and added one ingredient to it and i go okay well gives it a different different ph i mean they're ostensibly all creatine is doing the same thing when it gets finally to the muscle and that's the question is is your creatine getting to the muscle it can get to the blood but it is it getting to the muscle hmm and then when you got all these university studies and you get Dr. Ralph Yager talking about things and he goes, well, we know 99% of the creatine monohydrates already taken up in, in the body. So how much more efficient do you really need to make something? So there is that. And so right. we don't crap on the other creatines. We go, listen, we're just happy that you're showing up in the gym. That's what Mutant's all about. And take any creatine, and it helps Ron's livelihood out if you buy our creatine. Simple as that. There you go. I wanted to ask you one cool, question cool. before we let you go. Dusty uh, Dusty 20, Big Ron 22, if you go on imutant.com. I'll throw the codes out right there. All right. Yeah. There you go. 
I wanted to ask you one thing before you go. Um, just because I thought our viewers might enjoy just hearing from you. What's your oh, favorite memory? What's your favorite favorite memory of the Rich Piana era? Ah, uh, yes. You know, you're the you're the you're the yeah. company that signed signed Rich. Like Mutant, you know, Rich came yeah. back out of the back to the scene through Mutant, and um, you're the yeah. guys that that took the took the risk on him and made the videos and all that stuff. What's your favorite memory of that era? That's a great question. Yeah, uh, yeah. The two mats just asked me that question uh, the other day as well, oh. and I was like, it, "Yeah, it was kind of." Um, I don't know. There, there's. I didn't get to spend as much time with Rich. That was one of the things I told Matt and Matt. I was like, I just felt bad that I, I wasn't a, around as much for the marketing part of the company as I would have liked to have been. So I do have some regrets. Uh, hindsight being twenty twenty, but I did relay a couple of quick, cute little stories that, like, aside from what people liked or maybe didn't like about rich um what you saw was what you got and even in the behind the scenes like when he was no longer with with us and i'd run into him at an event and he didn't need to detour from what he was busy doing but he would he would detour from you know what he was doing and he, he can't he come over say hey jim how you doing and this would be in like a a hotel lobby for example at the olympia like not we're not even on the trade show floor and you can and he knew he was busy yeah you know he had his entourage you know they're they're all going to the gym you know how you know regimented they are but he still took 30 or 40 seconds out and to come over and stuff like that and i think that was because when he was with us you know we shut down earl's (laughs) Uh, the restaurant in Port Coquitlam far too many times. <laughs> you know, midnight. You know, what time do you guys close? Ten thirty. All right. There we are till midnight or twelve thirty. And a few times I I, uh, I was there and I'd catch up with you guys. And those were kind of the, the the more cool moments for a guy like me, just sitting there and rapping and talking about this crazy freaking bodybuilding game. You know, aside from showing up in the gym and doing photo shoots and, and doing the, um, uh, the documentary that we, that we had done on, on Rich there and leaving humanity behind, and you know, the, those are all great high notes. You, know, you, can, you can't replace those times. But, you know, it's, it's always the quiet, personal time. It's like the breakfast table with you guys at FIBO. Like Scott yeah, and I yeah. here, we got to sit down and finally have, you know, some private conversations. And Jamie and I would have a private conversation. Ron and I worked together in the office for five years, so we got nothing left to say to each other. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, Rich, just uh, at, at the midnight hour, the off hours, you just, it was just cool to see him still loving what he was doing. And Ron's yeah. got a lot of great uh, rich stories, but but putting his stand in, in the middle of the aisles and 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 whatnot. But he was like that. Even yeah, like, he, he would just yeah, still be going that, for it. That's one of my favorite things. Was he just like it? Like you know, he. I'm that, I remember that time when we went to that first Arnold, and he picked up like we had a little stand that he was standing at, and then we had a stand that I was at, right? Yeah, stand like, the other, you know, we like all had like where a you, little stand. We have the, like you said, yeah, your autographs on us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, that was like big. Uh, those are days when everyone, you still signed a lot of pictures back in those days. Now it's kind of like yeah. rare. But like back then it was a lot of that. He just looks around like we're there for like an hour and it's really busy. Yeah. And he just looks around. He's like, 
why am I standing here? And he just picked his stand up and like moved it a foot out into the aisle and then stood like out in the aisle so that people could see him from all four directions. Okay. Yeah. And then within like five minutes, there was such a cluster of people around him (laughs) that they had to send security over to try to make a line. And then it was a problem. And the other booths were complaining because we were so busy. Wow. And I just remember thinking like, Oh, he like doesn't care about the rules doesn't even occur to him doesn't even occur to him that our booth space has like a limit like that's right. our booth you know i'm i'm yeah. thinking like oh we're in the booth and he's like mm. eh, i'm out of the booth <laughs> but, that's, amazing. <laughs> but that but that's the the critical thing that again i try to find the, the good in everything and not that there was anything bad with it with us and Rich. Like just you know, Rich was rich, and and you got to applaud that this is man. Funny. Yeah, it's like Arnold. Like when you met, you know, we met Arnold this past year. Ron and I finally and sat there and chatted yeah. with him privately. And you got to applaud anybody who stands up in life and just goes for it. And yeah, there's always going to be detractors on the side. Well, detractors come and go. Who, who gives a crap about hmm. them? You know, they they're not yeah. part of your life, and so. I don't care if you, you know, are a hundred percent fan of Rich or an eighty percent fan of Rich, or you know, maybe you weren't a fan of Rich or Arnold or whoever for that matter. But standing up and going for it and having the discipline and courage, isn't that what this life should be about? And so I always like to celebrate everything that Rich stood for, the whatever it takes. And yeah, what he chose wasn't for everybody. Hmm. Got it. But you know what, everybody, it was his freaking life, and it looks by everything i saw he did everything on his own terms for the most part and what a great way to be alive is to do it that way and if and if we can all take that away uh from rich and other other people in the industry then that's the better way to do it because again that's why we go to the gym man we're trying to build our own selves up and may as well build some other people up along for the ride because there's no sense in doing this ride alone i like that there you go Thanks, Jim. That's a great way to uh, finish it off. And um, well, you know, we- don't forget anybody anybody who's pissed off at me, you can come hunt my ass down at Mutant CEO. I'm on Instagram. Bring it on. I like all. I like them all. There you go. Yeah. We'll oh, you're, 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 you're you're known as the friendliest CEO in the in the game. You're you're talking. A lot of times, fans come to the booth and they'll be like, "Hey, Ron, good to see you again." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah." And then. And then they'd be like, yeah, I was talking to Jim on Instagram. And I'm like, you were? they're like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Like, Jim's like talking to like, you know, fans that come to the expo. And then because Jim is at the booth sometimes, right? So yeah. it's just funny how they're, oh, yeah, I was talking to Jim. Like, they'll point out, I, mean, I was talking to Jim the other day on Instagram. So you're, you're, uh, you're not hard to get a hold of, man. So uh, you're, you're in touch. Yeah. So. I, I try. I try to be in touch, and uh, it, it'll it'll be a fun ride coming up. Because you, I think you and I both know there's a few things that are <clears throat> happening in the industry, and so your comment about some other, uh, I'm the happiest CEO in the business, or whatever you said. I assure you, I'm still going to be happy, but I'm going to assure you, there's going to be some others in the industry that ain't going to be too happy with me. So, well, sometimes that's how it's that. got to be, Jim. Huh. I don't okay. know what this is, guys. I'll find out with everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. We, Thanks for having you on. No worries, bro. There you go. Hey, again, Jim McMahon, CEO of Mutant. 
we'll keep it simple. We don't need to put all the other stuff in there. You're a lot yeah. of things, but CEO of Mutant, great to have you on the show. And again, thanks for supporting the show. I know that uh, we, Dusty and I, really kept the show separate from Mutant at first because we didn't want them to feel like they had to be involved. We didn't want them to feel like you know there was any pressure or anything. So it was very organic when they said they wanted to to you know help out the show and support us. So thanks very much, Jim. Yeah, great thank to have you. you on. And I'm sure I'm sure I'll see you in a. Uh, in a in a FaceTime meeting near nearby soon. I'll, I'll probably see you in like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you never know. You're just down the road. You never know. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. Thanks, guys. That was cool, man. That was cool. That was that yeah. I, I wanted to get that stuff because like from I and here's my thought, Ron, is my perspective as just a guy who loves going to the gym. I, and who has bought a lot of supplements in my day. It's cool right. to hear from somebody who has that level of experience and is literally on the other end of the supplement business, like the, like the, the BCAA thing and the, the, the bird feathers. Like I had to ask him that because I knew there was some yeah, sort yeah. of truth that it could be done. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I, it, it, was, it was fun, man. That was cool. Yeah. And, um, you know, like, like, you know, Jim, Jim's, Jim's very humble. He doesn't really like to dig in. I tried to get him to tell us about the very beginning, but like I, he's told me, you know, like, you know, mixing protein powders together, like in his garage, like taking yeah. raw ingredients and flavors and mixing it himself and like making batches, like, and like trying to get like guys to sample it out of his car and like selling it to <laughs> the guys at the gym. And just like, like, that's how it all started. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. started out of his garage. It's you crazy know, to putting, think that. And then think of what mutant is today. I mean, cause in Canada, yeah. it's, you know, such a huge company, you know, just, I mean, you know. And, and a, a, a manufacturer for other companies to think that it started there. I get what you mean. Like you wanted to try to let people understand the hustle it took to create that. Like, like capsuling arginine. Yeah. Like in the garage and then like selling arginine capsules, you know, like that sort of stuff, like real guerrilla warfare supplement company early days, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, back when there's probably only a handful, like he said, weeder, you go to the health food store, they'd be like weeder. Yeah. Yeah. And like nobody else. I remember those so days. Like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. So just those those days and just building it up from there and, you know, you know, your first warehouse. I mean, I could ask Jim a million business questions, right? He could come on and we don't actually talk about supplements at all. Oh, for sure. Just talk about, just talk about business. Like, yeah. how much was your first warehouse? Yeah. When did you get a second warehouse? When did well, you just, start manufacturing everything with like, you know, an assembly line, you know, like when did the company require, you know, like that sort of stuff. It'd be dude, really crazy. I mean, even just like business advice, like that's the history of his business, but business yeah. advice would be like a whole other thing because that's what I'm saying, man. Cause like we think of so many people that have a hustle, like how many women do you know? on Instagram that have like their cookie making company, you know what I mean? And they, right. they, they make a batch of cookies and they sell them and they do that on the weekends or something. Well, imagine taking it from that to being what mutant is today. Like there was a yeah, lot like that went into line that. and like, yeah. yeah, you know, you're in like a massive, you know, 50,000, hundred thousand square foot building with yeah. like, you know, a warehouse full of raw product and forklifts. And, you know, it's like, just like, you know, it's it's crazy. The you know shipping to over a hundred countries. 
yeah. you know, all starting from all starting from the garage. So, you know, and and I I think the viewers also get like a little bit of a uh, Jim said a few things where I'm like ah this you know someone listening will go oh yeah this guy really knows all this all this shit like when he just casually mentioned the names of the brothers that started Optimum. Oh yeah, yeah. Remember, that's the like, other oh, yeah, side that of was it. back when the. I can't remember what name it was, but but back when the you know the brothers you know when they just were starting out and everything, it's like oh yeah, he knows that stuff. Yeah, the stuff that no one knows. Like like ask how many consumers at a trade show who who mm. started that company, and they'd be like, I don't know. Right. You know what I mean? It's not like their names on it. Yeah. But he was not there. to mention he's he in was, touch with all those you know all the people that yeah. are in that element of the industry. That says a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and and also too, there's a million questions that you could ask him about that third party manufacturing. You know how he said they're also a manufacturing fulfillment uh, company. Yeah. So you know, like I know, like how many brands actually make their own stuff? Like, yeah, not a few. lot. Most of it's third party manufacturer, right? And you know, his company that you know they, they're making a lot of other brands. So it's kind of funny, you know, and we we see you know we see two products on the shelf, and the price is different, and. The labels are different and the ingredients are slightly different and it's just a different formula of the same ingredients made in the same factory, you know? So yeah. it's, 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 it's funny. It's funny what we, you know, marketing does a lot. <laughs> it creates these ideas that these things are so separate. Yeah. Right. You know, right. You know, it's like Pepsi versus Coke. You know, one day you find out it's all coming out of the same tap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, did I tell you that, that, that it's uh the the Dr Pepper Snapple Group creates a lot of the bag in a box syrups yeah. for all those companies. So like yeah. you're like you know and, and there are all those people out there that are like so like you know there's like the debate right and like I'm a Coke guy yeah. I'm a Pepsi guy you know it's like eh, it all comes from another place. So Dr yeah. Pepper's making all the bag yeah. stuff. So if you get one on a gun, <laughs> it's all coming from Dr Pepper Snapple. Even though, well, not only that, but like they're getting the syrup that's then going to the factories that's going to the bottling. So, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Well, that was a good one, buddy. That was cool. I'm glad no, we did I, this. I it, it, was a, Jim on. it was a long time in the making, and I'm excited because, like I said, this is something I wanted to do myself anyway. Uh, and I think yeah. we could have kept going, you know, because there's a lot of stuff we could have dug into with supplements. And, yeah. Jim, you know. Jim also is a real character too. Like I had a list of stuff I was going to ask him, like who his first, who his favorite pro wrestler was. And, oh you yeah, know, you know whether well, we Ricky should bring Dragon him back Steamboat when we have Dusty Macho Man at WrestleMania three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should we should have him back when Dusty's here because I'm you know as much as it is cool it would have been awesome even better you know to have Dusty with us too. Well, because, yeah, Dusty. You know, you guys all yeah. three know each other so well, so we'll have to yeah, do that again. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks, buddy. And I appreciate your time. And we will reunite with Dusty next week. Remember, everybody, like, share, subscribe, comment, and ring the bell. See, I like how Scott has gone with the doorbell. That's it, what I'm, that's how I, I see You're it. interpreting it. No, it's me giving it you at home a direct. Ding dong. Issuing that's all a I direct, see. Yeah, Ding I, dong. And I'm issuing a direct <laughs> command. You, the guy sitting there right now. On the toilet. Ring the bell. Uh, <laughs> ring the bell. That's good. I like it. Okay. And remember, uh, I am mutant.com, Dusty20, and Big Ron20 for 20% off. But Dusty didn't come today, so use my code. <laughs> and remember the Think Big Bodybuilding Patreon. 
for the price of a cup of coffee, you can help a homeless podcaster. <laughs> and um, you can keep me from being homeless. Yeah. Actually, yeah, keep you from being keep you from being homeless. He's currently homed. I gotta pay and the electric you can bill. Keep him home. Yeah. yeah. Keep yeah. him home. And thank okay, you guys to everybody. Word. Yeah. Thank you everybody who's helped to support the show. It really does mean a lot to me. And it really does help. You guys are a huge help. So thank you. Okay. Cheers. Remember everybody, it's just bodybuilding.